Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. Good morning. Half in the middle of the night, wherever you may be. Welcome to another live edition of the Highbury Squad. It's the morning, evening, after the <laughs> night before. Feels like you went to a wedding, you got really drunk, and you're just trying to piece together what happened. we got a special guest to decipher all the mayhem that is modern day football. Here we go. We are, we benched Kevin for being late. <laughs> He's actually not turning up at all, but we thought we'd blame him anyway, uh, just Kev's because <laughs> it's all Kev's fault. Welcome back, PG Tips. How you doing? I don't even know where to begin. I need a show on my own. Honestly, the rants I've got, I'm good. How are well, you? I mean, you have a channel. You could go on and rant on your own anytime you want. We're all good with it. Let's just welcome our guest, shall we? And I say guest loosely because he is part of the furniture yeah. at Highbury Squad and the family, Mr. David Hillier. Welcome to the show. A very good evening to you both. And I hope you are well and had a very nice day in the sunshine. Oh, we didn't have any sun. I didn't Wait, have any sun. Though. You didn't have no sun. Oh, you're no. in London. It's it's just covered in like dust and smog and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About that. Pollution. Where, wait, where are you? Are yeah. you in LA? <laughs> I, I wish I was in LA. I wish I was. No, just down in the West Country. It's been a lovely day down in the West lovely. Country. Lovely. So, yeah. Look lovely. at that right. microphone. It sounds brilliant. I, I mean, mean he's I'm smashing jealous it with my little thing. He's bringing it to a whole other level. It's pretty special <laughs> stuff. Right, listen, there's a lot to talk about. Good evening Ooh. to all the squaddies in live chat. Um, thanks for every to everyone who listened to the Henry Winter piece as well yesterday. Um, uh, we really appreciate that. We have David Hillier on the show tonight to give us the perspective of a an ex-player, also um, an Arsenal man through and through. And of course, we can't do the show without you. So I really wanted to get started, PG, as I put some hello comments <clears> up <throat> with David and his thoughts on what's transpired over the last couple of days, how you digested it, um, Mr. Hillier, and what your thoughts are overall. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, where do you want to start? I mean, it's fundamentally let's start with, against let's start, let's I mean, it's almost easier to just say, here's what I think about what happened from the from the time where this was announced to the mm -hmm. fan reaction, because more of tonight sh after that, we're going to talk about like where we go from here. So I want to I want your whole experience of what's transpired over the last couple of days. Well, I, I woke up and obviously heard the news um, on good old Good Morning Britain. That's might as well plug them. Um, and <laughs> I had to check the I had to check the date to see it wasn't the 1st of April. Yeah. One, oh. because Tottenham were included in the top six clubs. <laughs> and second, just because of how it came out of the blue. I mean, no one was expecting it. This is a major, major announcement. Um, and to me, it seems like they've done no research. They don't know their market. You know, they've, they've attacked a, a game that is for the working class person. It always has been, you know, from, from kids growing up, it, it's, you know, you can play this game with nothing on your feet and, and, a, and a rolled up sock. Um, and they've just, they, they've decimated their positions, I think, um, in football, <coughs> because it's just about money. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous to take these clubs away from their leagues. Um, and, and the players have shown great resolve by you know you know coming out and saying you know we don't want to isolate ourselves from cup competitions and all of this we don't want none of this and like i said it come 
totally out of left field. And I just couldn't believe it. I didn't think it was real. What's really interesting, David, for us too, is um, the fact that the poor, and we don't, we don't say this often, but my goodness, the poor managers who had to go and do presses weren't even debriefed by their executive team, let alone the owners, thrown to the wolves, mm -hmm. uh, fans not informed, nobody informed any in any way, shape or form. I actually felt sorry for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I felt sorry for Thomas Tuchel, Jurgen Klopp, Mikel Arteta, all having to face the um, Spanish Inquisition, mm -hmm. you know, and and yeah. literally literally thrown out there. W what was your take on? I mean, to me, that was just a total disregard for even the people that bust their guts day in day out to bring success to that club. Well, the, the, my first thought on that actual subject was that did Jose Mourinho get a little tip off of what was going on, and he didn't want no part of it. <laughs> and so he had a row. Yeah. He had a row. Thought he could get a few mil in his bank and just run away with it, which he has. Um, and get out of it because he didn't want no part, um, which would, you know, show good integrity from the man. Um, difficult for me to say. But as far as the other managers, yeah, it must be an awful thing. You know, you're going into the place where you, you're basically in charge of all these players and you don't know nothing about it. You don't know that you've got to then front up, like you said, in front of the press and all of these people. And you, uh, your first instinct is to go... Obviously, as a player, and I reckon all the managers, managers would have said, I don't want no part of this, but they can't. They're part of a club and they've got to go up and say something, haven't they? Yeah. Um, I think the fact that the government stepped in so quickly and, you know, made waves and it, and it made waves through every community, really. I mean, I, for example, I went to a woman's house to do a little bit of work. She Hello. is so far away from football, you wouldn't you wouldn't believe. She she's at, she wouldn't even know be able to name five teams. First thing she talked about was, Oh, do you see that what's happening with football? How can they do that? And she's she don't know nothing about it and she knows it's wrong. Um so the, yeah, these poor managers put in that position. Um shocking. Shocking. So my, I, I, go on, sorry. And I was just gonna say, and and the, the thing is, Amanda, um these these directors, uh, owners, presidents of these clubs. They have all sorts of marketing executives, um, advisors, you know, on everything. On And how have they come to the conclusion that they could get away with doing this? Honestly, and the backtrack after it, all these apologies, well, we'll get yeah. onto that later, but it's yeah, just, yeah. it's shameful, it's shameful. The thing is, Dave, interesting what you said. My 17-year-old hates football, won't discuss it, not interested, not one thing. He has not stopped talking to me about it because it's everywhere, isn't it? And it's so interesting to hear his take on it. He said, Mum, how can they do this? He doesn't really understand, but I'm like, they can't and they won't and it's not going to happen. I was so convinced, Dave, it wasn't going to happen that I was like, then I went the other way and thought, oh, my God, so it does happen. That's it. I, I'd already said that's me done at football and everyone I knew had said it. You know, the, the fascinating thing about all of this, we will get onto the apologies soon, is that all football fans of the top six came together. Um, and you may joke about Tottenham being in it. Of course, we don't deserve to be in it. That That's for sure. If you go on history, maybe, but not at the moment. And what they were trying to do was all about money and the fact that Madrid and Barca are in terrible, terrible debt. It would get them out of it if they went to a different global market. 
It that, that's all it is. Forget me. Forget Sophie. Forget you as an ex-player. Forget any of it. They don't care about any of that. But what they did not um, expect was what happened. It literally lit the fire. The whole country went mental over it. It went. It was like. It was like COVID had been forgotten. No one was discussing that. From the minute, what happened was we were on a podcast, Dave, on Sunday doing it post Newcastle, and it broke the news. And Kev tried to explain it to me, and I really, really welled up because the way he said it, you know, I hadn't, I'd not heard about this. It'd been muted years ago, but, you know, it hadn't come in. I was so upset. I literally went on a rant. It was shock horror. But I was so upset. And then when I sort of started to learn more and more about it, they did not expect power of the people, power of the fans. They did not expect it. And every PR department in each of those clubs should be sacked. They are, and you're right, how did they think that, and I've not met, I've, I, one fan I saw thought it was a good idea out of thousands I still don't understand why I thought it was a good idea. But <clears throat> I think then the Gary Neville rant, which I'd like to get onto, actually. Can I ask you, David, because Sky and BT have got a lot to answer for. I loved his rant at the time. The first rant he came out with, everything he said was brilliant. But then a few of my United friends said he's such a hypocrite. Look who he works for. Look what Sky did to football. Look what it's done mm -hmm. to football, the rescheduling, the, everything about it. What did you think of, because Neville and Carragher have been lauded, not by the fans so much, but by the media. What, what do you think about that? Well, I, I, think, I think there is, you know, obviously a compromise for people that have a vested interest in their work and their company and what they say. And obviously these players have got a past, a past with clubs, so they've, they need to tread carefully, definitely. But um, they've got carte blanche on that program to to make things, um, you, you know, clash. They, they, it, it's part of it. You know, you've got to have a for and against in it. Um, I think I think his comments were a bit harsh, to be honest. I think kicking teams out and and all of that. And not you know, sorry, Dave. Not that one. The very first okay. rain when it was like power to the people it was the next ran i think he's wrong as well with with the fine yeah, sorry the i didn't hear that yeah i wasn't aware of the first one I wasn't it was aware um of the first sunday rant. evening it was pretty i mean it was brilliant and i raved about it on my facebook but fans came at me from his club from united they came at me and said you are you aren't joking are you you know who he works for you know the hypocrite behind it the fact what he's done with salford and everything else but yeah I also, never realised that to after. Yeah, to give David some context too, he was talking. He then went on to say, "Look, I made a lot of money from football. I benefited, you know, from football." Um, but he never talked about what what PG saying about why people came after him is that Sky and BT basically totally disregarded the fan, changed kickoff times to whenever they decided yeah. it was applicable for TV rights. So the fact that he they they pick and choose who they're going after, and then also why not also then batter the batter UEFA and FIFA with all their corruption and all their crap. So I, I think that's why people were saying like what a hypocrite, but especially because of who he works for. Yeah, because of what the game's given him, obviously. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I get that, but I, I still I still think that if you if you're someone like him and you you know you're in that position and you know you're in the media. 
um, that's who he works for now. So he's going to, you know, he's going to prioritise that. It's unfortunate because he's obviously well-respected in the game. Um, and it's it's stuff you don't really want to hear. It'd be nice if everyone could just be totally upfront and honest. I mean, if I had Gary Neville's though, I'd just be sitting at home, watching football all the time, living the dream. You know, I wouldn't be bothering commentating on nothing or doing anything because what's the point? I, I don't need... Um, I don't need that status, but he's got that position and he's got a character. And I think that's all part of part part of it. But it's certainly, yeah, the the hypocritical hypocritical side of it is a bit of pill to swallow. But we know how long you've been in football. How many times have we said they're hypocritical, whether it's a fan, a player, a manager? You know, it's 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 kind of part of the game because we move around, we move between clubs, we move between jobs. Um, and he's just moved on into the media. So that's that's what he's doing now. You know, David, um, but- the, the the other the other thing too is, um, you know, uh, I don't like I I don't like it when, and some people do, but I don't like it when Gary Lineker and Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher are so vocal about politics and they get stuck in all of that stuff. I I'm not into that. I like I I follow certain people on Twitter because I want to talk about football. I I don't I don't politicians don't talk football all day long, do they? And I think that you know, there's a bit of an exhaustiveness with a certain audience in terms of listening to them just sit from their mansion or sit from the top of their perch and preach about it. Uh, and also, I, 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 it's so quickly how people have forgotten. I don't want to get stuck into all of this stuff, but it's the fans people need to be listening to. And yes, it's important that someone like Gary Neville came out and spoke like that. And Jamie Carragher, who I haven't forgotten that he spat in a girl's face, you know, on the motorway at some point. I mean, people forget about things, right? So now we're supposed to laud them for stepping up. No, it's your job to be vocal. It's your job to step up. It's your job to to do and say things that are always in support of the fans. It's your job to be, um, you know, to, to call out even your own employer. Look what Jordan Henderson, look what the Liverpool players did. Look what Hector Bellerin did. The own, I'm so... I'm so pissed off that he's the only player at Arsenal Football Club who came out and posted something, unless I missed something. It takes a lot of guts. Now, Bellerin on the pitch, Amanda and I have said, no, he's done. He's just not great anymore. But the the guy off the pitch, he takes risks. He says things. He stands up for people. And to me, that was a real um, kick in the face as an Arsenal fan, that we've killed Bellerin all season. And he's the only one that actually stood up and said anything because we know don't we so sorry Dave he's the humanitarian of the team he always has been isn't he I don't know what happened with that exactly what I was going to say he's got a decent heart a decent soul and I do feel it I feel like upset when I criticize him but football wise no I don't think he should be in the team but he's a wonderful character and and the vice captain came out where was our captain that's all I'm going to say. Also, David, for people to for people to be saying, "Oh, because he's leaving and he knows that." No, Bellerin has always stepped up and said stuff, whether he was in whether he was having three or four years left on his contract, or one year left on his contract, or he's leaving in the summer. David, what's your thought on the player side of things? Because they were put in such a difficult position, but under Herrera, Bruno Fernandez, um, Marcus Rashford, Jordan Henderson. Hector Bellerin, you've got to admire those players today, no? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, I would imagine there's more players in the squads that want to come out and say that. Um, but like I said, maybe they don't feel that they can um, within their position. They don't want to disrupt things, which is a shame. But 
fair play to those players. And, and what that says to me is that they, they, they're playing the game for the game. You know, they're not playing it for the rewards. They've already got the rewards. They've, they're already okay. But they want to enjoy the rest of their days playing football for the reasons that they started playing football. Um, and not to be driven by money. So they feel comfortable in saying something. And yeah, 100% got a lot of respect for, for Hector. It's nothing to do with him being finished at the club. Because um, yeah, he might not be finished. You know, no, if, if exactly. Arteta goes at the end of the season and someone comes in and fancies him yeah. at the start of next, then it's, it's all changed. And I don't, think, um, I don't think that's anything to do with it. But he is, yeah, like Amanda said, he is, he's got a good heart. Um, he might have a few misgivings in the team at the moment, which is why he's not in it, which is fine. I, I can take that. But as far as this situation goes, I think you've got to say something. And the more players that do, um, you know, the solidarity will be confirmed within their team. And it could it could help Arsenal if, if 10 of them come out, 12 of them come out with the position we're in, Europa, um, you know, it could it could bond them for that period. You just don't want it to pull them apart. That's the thing, because it's an important time for some clubs uh, this part of the season. And it's a big disruption. It's a big distraction away from the real thing, from the football. Um, and we've got to be careful that it doesn't impact on that. It's been a tough enough season anyway, with no fans at the, at the grounds, no one to appreciate the effort that's being put in by the clubs to get games on, just to, just to get them on. You know, the, the logistics of it is so much more difficult now. Um, and it's difficult for the fans. They're, and all the fans are still providing money. You know, season tickets are still being paid. You know, people ain't getting off lightly. Um, there's a, there's a mm -hmm. lot to answer for. So, yeah, 100% respect to these players for coming out. More should do it. However, I think when we talk about the apologies, I think it is best to just say, look, let's blame it on those people right at the top. They made shit decisions. Um, they was really badly advised. How they think they can get away with it, I don't know. That people are even making the excuse of this. Oh, most of them are run by Americans, and because of their their major league sort of schemes, no relegation, no promotion. Maybe they they didn't understand it. Bullshit! Don't tell me that. They understand the most complicated business markets in the world. Mm -hmm. How can you not understand how our league runs? It's got oh, that, competitions, so that's bullshit. All that. It is totally. <laughs> <laughs> that's I've not heard that Dave actually I would have laughed if I'd have seen someone that's what they've said I heard it it's, it's on ridiculous. BBC um, sport you, today um, do you know what Let, you know I I want to just get back to something that I saw today that is making me quite sad um on LinkedIn Arsenal put two posts out one one for a job this morning and one for a job this afternoon and the abuse that that mess that um job application got I read down it. I really wanted to say, you are aiming this at the wrong people. The staff at Arsenal, the team, the players, the manager, everybody. It's not their fault. You blame them when they cross that white line. That's it. They don't run this club. They're employees. Mm. You've got to aim it at our disgraceful owner that has always been disgraceful. But in a weird way, the last 48 hours might actually help Arsenal. It, yeah, might, I mean, uh, it might push for him to sell. I'm not saying he will. I don't know anything. It would be the best thing ever, Dave, if he did sell to someone that actually wanted to put money into our club and actually wanted to see us succeed. Now, let's just go back to all the different clubs, yeah? 
Last night, United uh, Woodward. What's his name? Ed, oh, I can't remember. Edward, his name. Ed, Ed, Edward Woodward is the actor. Edward Woodward. Ed, oh, Ed Woodward. Ed Woodward. Yeah. Yeah. Not was going in the summer anyway, but obviously has left early over the debacle. You've got Jurgen Klopp trying to say what he wanted to say, nearly did. You've got your, um, the owner of Liverpool, which I watched his apology this morning. It sounded sincere, but they still want him out. I mean, Liverpool fans have gone mental and they would. Uh, that's in their psyche to, to, to push for this. Arsenal are a little bit different. The apology comes out, Dave, right? I read it. I, I saw it because I've got like a little tweet alert. I read it before it went mad on social media. And I'm like, you're sorry. I was angry with whoever wrote that, and it came from the board, wasn't Cronkay. He has nothing to do with our club. And something that I'm a member of the AST, and we had Tim on the other night, and Tim and Akil, honestly, big up to the AST, what they've only done in the last 48 hours. Tim has been on every news station. I've seen him all over the press. He, he actually had a chat with the Prime Minister as well. Um, the fact that he never ever turns up to any fan forums don't get me wrong that i've wanted Cronkay out from the minute he came in but now i feel with everything that's going on i hear there is a protest friday night hopefully peaceful that um we all can see that this american owner at our club has to go has to we don't want him no one does. No Arsenal fan I've seen wants Cronkay to do it. And yes, you're right, Say He's 100% accountable. He didn't care. So are the executives. Why has Vinay still got his job? Right, wait a second. I'm going to get on to him because he's been asked to step down from the Premier League. Let's go to all the other parts as well of that. But, but my point is this, right? This is our club, our history. We are not customers we are not consumers we are fans of that club i've been a fan since 1970 well 69 i suppose when i was born he, he's not going to take that away from me and there's thousands and th millions of football fans around the world that are up in arms at the three american owners it is the fact that they wanted to make it very similar to the nfl and the franchise situation no relegation, no promotion. What is the point in playing football? Dave, could you imagine walking out on a pitch knowing you've qualified every year for a big European competition? I could what? I could do I could do that now at my age, playing just like charity <laughs> games and like sort yep. of the, you know, like legend games. Yeah, because that's all it'll be like. That that's all it'll be like. It'll be just elite players playing against elite players for nothing, you know, and you're, there'll be more. There'll be more fun playing for Boreham Wood in the FA Cup qualifiers. Uh, you know, before the season even kicked off for those players, than there will be them elite players. All it will be is money for them, and that's why none, no players want to play in that. There can't be any players that want to play in it. It's, it's ridiculous. But I mean, we, we, you're talking there about individuals and that within the you know the, the directors and the CEOs and that, that that we spoke about, and they've obviously made bad decisions, but. I, all them are just names to me. It means it means nothing. It's the it's the policy that they're trying to get over that bothers me. Not not the not the politicians, because they'll always be there. I mean, um, and whether whether Stan Kroenke stays or or leaves the club, 
um, yeah, he ain't, he ain't going to find it easy, is he? And and no one wants to go to their business and be heckled, be booed, be um, you know, be hated. No one wants that. Um, so he'll, he'll probably just turn up less, but still have an interest because the, the club's a, a good machine for money. It's a, it's a, it's a well balanced club. It's a well financed club. You know, it's not playing great football at the moment because they're not investing in the players. So that's to come. That's another issue altogether. That's outside of this one. Um, but certainly himself and all the other directors and that, yeah, they've made it really difficult for themselves. Liverpool fans, they'll be disappointed with the season anyway because they would have wanted to have continued last season's highs. Um, and then obviously, you know, one of their owners doing this is, is, is you know, just a nail in their coffin, isn't it, um, for this season. So I can understand all of the frustrations and it's going to be difficult for any of the, the owners to go back the like we said, the excuses though, yeah, I don't know where they come from. I did read the one from Arsenal, um, and yeah, it, it sounded a bit, um, a bit, a bit hollow to me. Um, you know, like it was, it was sort of like written by someone who's just in HR and has had to go down a certain route, not to offend anybody, not to bring any names into it, not to make anybody accountable. Um, just to say in general, we're really sorry, um, which. You know, doesn't bode well with all the fans that were angry, upset, that cried, you know, because it does affect people like that, um, you know. So, you, yeah, you, I you, think it was a bit. You guys, you know what it's like. It's I don't want to hear you're sorry. It's like being in a relationship with someone and they cheat on you. Right. And they say, sorry, I'm really sorry. I'll, I'll never do it again. Please take me back. Take me back. Right. And you take them back. But the trust is gone. The trust may not have even been there to begin with, but after that type of incident, it's gone. And all these billionaire owners got caught with their hand in the cookie billionaire cheating jar because now they're apologizing and acting like pussies is pathetic. It's actually cringe to see them begging on social media. Oh, I'm sorry. Really? You're sorry. Where were you beforehand? Letting your managers know, your players know. Your fan groups know. And don't give me this vanai, what's he got to do with the innocent someone posted in chat. No. The executive teams knew what was happening. There is no doubt in my mind that you can go this far down the line and your top executives, one or two, don't know what's happening. And now you want to fucking apologize for I'm it? Done. Sorry, I'm throwing an F-bomb because it is but completely, completely a disgrace and outrageous. Outrageous. They didn't th hold on. They didn't think about it beforehand. And now they're thinking about it now. I'll tell you something. I don't care. And I don't want to hear. And don't ask me about a prediction about Everton on Friday. I'm disgusted completely with all of this. And you know what? People have had enough of being taken for a ride. I'm never going to buy a piece of Arsenal merchandise until something changes. And you know what's hard? It's hard to create that kind of change because he owns the club. All right. Unless he's forced out. I only believe and, and you guys, I don't I don't I don't care what people say about this. I only think if there's one set of fans that can get a owner out, it's Liverpool fans. Yeah, but they did Be because of the way they mobilize and the way they just keep on, keep on. Our fans already even keep posting about, do you think Balogun should start on Friday? Whatever. Are you serious? We just came yeah. out of a two day yeah. war Can't to think save about our football. club. 
And now you want to talk about formations and who's going to play on Friday. There is something bigger at stake here. And we can't let it go. We can't let them get away with it. The LA Clippers, right? And there's a different, it's a different thing here because NBA owners get to vote. They, they have a lot of power, right? NFL owners, NBA owners. LA Clippers owner was caught being a bigot, a racist. Within two days, he was forced to sell his club. Forced, out, gone, done. Now, I don't know why we can't do that. I, I, we need the rest of the Premier League teams to force the hand here, to get these owners out. It's the only way it can happen because the fans can't do it by themselves. Yeah, well, in, in, in fairness, they haven't been bigots or racists, have they? In, in no, this, this no, is, no, this no. Is, this is a poor business. Yeah, this decision. is just a, a poorly <laughs> handled situation with no here. feeling, no care for the fans. This is what this is about. It's, it's no care for the players. The players have already been under scrutiny over the last few years for their ever-increasing salaries. Um, people, I'm, I'm going slightly off, off um, um, kilter here. We, Amanda said earlier that she had, she's only spoke to one person that, that wants this. I spoke to a guy across the road, right, from me, and he loves football. He's an older gentleman. And he come out with that he, he thinks it's really good. He said, there's too many mediocre games in the Premier League. Who wants to go and watch Sheffield United play Manchester United? And I thought, how disrespectful is that to every Sheffield United fan, you know, who dreams about, um, you know, making their way to, to, to play these big teams. Um, and then... He says to me, but there's too many overpaid players in Sheffield United. They don't deserve that sort of money. And that's the players have had to deal with that over the last few years. Yeah. Mm. So we've been talking about constantly, well, he, he ain't worth the money. He ain't worth that. He ain't worth that. Why does he get 120 grand a week when he has a few bad games? We're straight on him for the money. And then the owners put them in this position where do they come out and call them out and say, look, I don't want to play in the Super League. I just want to play football. Um, you know, so they're putting it back on the players again. So, yeah, it was without telling anybody and doing it all secretly. They have shit on everybody, basically, below them. Um, so the natural thing would be to, you know, try and get them out. Everybody would want to do that. But I can't see how you do it. They own the businesses. They've done yeah. nothing illegal. No. Um, so it's a really difficult situation. And I don't want to be going into next season, going back with fans and that, seeing banners at the ground, just hounding people. I'm going there for football. Even though I'm going to watch or work or whatever, I want to watch a game of football. I don't want to watch all that shit. I don't want to get involved in that. I want it to be done. And so a compromise is going to have to be made sooner or later. So I, I kind of understand the fans that are saying, like, I just want to think about the game on Friday, um, you know, and maybe it's a distraction. Maybe they're just plastic, um, but certainly it's it, it's got no place at football clubs. All this, all this angst with the directors. If when it's running smoothly with the directors and the managers running smoothly, the club does better. Everyone knows that. But the thing is, Dave, and I, I sort of get it because you're an ex-footballer. I, I I'm totally with Sophie on this, and you know how much we disagree. I can't even think about Friday night. I'm so angry, not angry with the players. As I've said time and time again, with our club, I love Arsenal. I can't stand the owner. There is a slight difference there. But to just to have the, 
I, I can't even tell you how angry I was reading the apology. And normally I'm quite naive with things. I believe everything I read. And I'm like, oh, isn't that nice? I was so angry. I hadn't even spoken to anyone. It literally just came out and I was reading it. And I thought, you've made a mistake. You've listened. Talk about stable door, horse and all that. Don't mm. give me that. I'd like to go back to Vinay as well. Um, two things. First of all, I met Ivan Gazidis at a fans forum, an AST event, I don't know, four or five years ago. I remember talking to him about my dad being an OAP and he wasn't allowed to sit with me. And I tore him a new one. And I was told by two fans, I'm not going to mention them because they're on Twitter, to calm down. Literally, Amanda, you need to calm down. I was so angry with him. His words to me then were, we need to look after the younger fan. Now, this is where mm. all this legacy, casual, ultra shit comes in. I'm an Arsenal fan. Don't call me a legacy fan or whatever fan you want to call, mm -hmm. whatever name you want to put there. I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm no different to any other Arsenal fan. Just because I'm 51 what? and someone at... Sorry, what? Oh. Hello, PG playing the piano, it seems, like uh, Rob Holding. Sounds like she's playing the piano there. You cut out, babe. Oh, sorry. Um, I don't know where you got to, but... Being the fact that I'm 51 shouldn't matter if a fan of 15 wants to support Arsenal. We're all the same. We all love the club. We all want the team to win. And I remember him saying that to me and I went, what, you don't care about my dad that's been coming to football for 60 odd years? That's a disgrace. Anyway, that was a few years ago. Then I met, um, Vinay was at a, another event and Raul was there and I was chatting to them. Raul just said what I wanted to hear. Now, with Finney, he seemed really um, decent. And I think that, do you think he even has, <laughs> Mike, do you think he even had a say in what Cronkay wanted to do? Do you think he could sit there and go, no, I don't think this is a good idea? We don't know. One iota, if any executive said, no, we shouldn't do this, and they were overruled, we don't know anything. So before we all go for Vinay, we just need to wait a little bit on that. That's how I feel. Now, the fact that they put, I mean, Arteta was the first one because a game just finished and it was thrown at him. What a thing to do to your employee. How he must feel about a club. I mean, God knows he's come in at the worst time anyway and we aren't playing well and stuff. Dave, I don't know how we go back as um, season ticket holders in August if he's if he's still there, Cronkay, you're going to have the banners. I'm sorry, you are. No one's going to forget this. This isn't going to just go away. We've got fans of each club. We all feel the same. You've now got um, the Premier League are still having another meeting with the rest of the 14 other clubs. They, yeah, I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't misunderstand me in the fact that when I say I don't want banners and that there that. What I'm saying is that just spoils my experience of going to a football match. But I fully understand and respect that is what people need to do. And, and that th that is what will happen, which is what I'm saying is how do you as a owner go to your business when it's like that? So it may be... He doesn't be... come to the... He doesn't come. So he doesn't care. Yeah. He's, not, he's never there, Dave. Do you yeah, think I suppose... he cares? No, I don't think he cares. I think he, he probably looks at the share prices and just makes sure that the holdings are and it's all Absolutely. balanced and, and it's and it's working That's his right. way. But but he is a businessman. He is a businessman. Um, but he's bought a business that is closer to people's hearts than any other business. 
it, it really is you know when you tap into someone's dna like yourself yeah. that's what he's doing and that's what's not being appreciated here that's that's what's not being appreciated by not cascading the information down correctly you know going through the the, the supporters clubs through the associations fifa the fa informing all of the european leagues that this is a process that they're thinking of doing and mm. you know getting a feel for it he would have got he still would have got hounded for it because it is what it is you know it's a beast at the end of the day and it's it's just going to consume something that that's unnecessary and and you know i think it would just it would just peter off when we one of the excuses today was made by i think is his name perez um mm -hmm. he's one of the uh one of the, the european Club Florentino, Florentino, Florentino Perez, Perez yeah, yeah, said, said, mentioned about the young fan, you know, engaging the young fan. Um, and it's not just about the young fan, you know, there's, there's plenty of 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds that are going to watch football for another 20, 30, 40 years. You know, so it's about everybody. He was it's talking about, about shortening the game. Clips. He was talking about yeah. the game may not have to be 90 minutes. We have to take care of 16 to 24 year olds. And that's where my, 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 my lid was flipped. Yeah, go but on. Because I, I want to get on to UEFA as well a little sorry, bit. Sorry, I just want to say, but that is exactly what Gazidis was getting at when he was speaking to me. There was a group of us. And I don't know if you thought I looked younger than I was, but I literally tore him a new one. And I went, do you know what? I've been here longer than you. I was at Highbury. Where were you? I said, you know what? It's disgusting. And that's why people kept saying, calm down, Amanda. No, I'm not going to calm down. I'm sorry. My dad has been going since the 60s. There's plenty of other people that have been going earlier than him as well. Yeah. And, and, and it's, and it's about he, when he says, sorry, is, when he says it's about the fan engagement, right, and he, and he talks about the fans, with, with the media, all, all the stuff they put on the websites, all these clubs, it's little 15-second clips of, of fun and games and propaganda yeah. shit. When yeah. most of us, I think most of the supporters would like to have listened to a 15-minute um, interview with the manager about what happened in the game or a breakdown of the game or, you know, some proper analysis. I don't want to see players fucking around, um, you know, doing stupid little quizzes with each other in the dressing room after. So What's all that about? You know, all happy and smiley and when because you're 12th in the league. I think no, if you I don't want to see that. No, I think if you look the at the FIFA bigger audience. picture, but if you look at the bigger picture, it only dawned on me today that conversation I had with him that that I sorry, I don't know how many years, five years maybe. Um, that that's what he was alluding to. Yeah, they want clickbait. That, forget that's, me. That's what they want clickbait. Forget and, me. And, I'm I'm not the one that's going to go and sit and buy a, a full length, a full kit, and buy in the shop. But I do buy stuff in the shop, obviously. And you know, and it's our disgusting. generation's the one with the exponential income, and we're yeah. being forgotten, right? It's the same thing with um, you know, making everything like a FIFA game. It's absolute, mm. you know. If they want, well, it's his PlayStation football, it, that, and that's that's the. Of course, the, uh, but, but uh, that is what kids expect, and that's the that's the target. I once said on the Arsenal uh, one of the commentaries, the game was so poor. I once said if if one of the Arsenal um, or you know one one of the club representatives went down to the little children's section section at the front and said, look, you know we're not winning the game yet. It's nil nil, but. Um, you've got a choice. We can lose this game 2-1, and but I'll put you on our Twitter page with your picture, or we can win the game 2-1 and you won't be involved in any of the media. 
how many of them kids out of you know 100 would take it and i said i bet i reckon 95 would have their picture on the twitter and arsenal lose mm-hmm. and that's that's social media they just want to be out there to be seen and then you know it's it's all about the little clicks and, and that's where the numbers are um but it's that's not for week in week out football that's that might be for the media and the bits and pieces on the outside and all the it stuff and the you know the web stuff but please you can't change the fundamentals of the game 90 minutes each way uh sorry 45 minutes each way it's always been the free cup competitions league competitions relegation promotion that's football that's what that's what we get in the game for you know um you know dave it's interesting because you know we see we see now um, the Man United chairman's gone, Andrea Agnelli, who owns Juventus. He's a $10 billion heir to the Fiat empire. He, he stepped down as president. Um, you know, there's more to come. I think this is just the beginning yeah. of everything. And I think what's happened here is people have spoken, like fans have made their voices heard and they've exerted power they never even thought that they had. The way this came and went so quickly because at the end of the day, all these numpties realize that without fans, you've got nothing. Who's not, if, you, if we're not buying your shirts, if we're not paying for tickets, if we're not playing subscriptions for Arsenal TV, if we're not doing all of these things, what, where is the club? And I, I do think, and I don't want Arsenal to crumble, right? But we have to change something because it's been 15 years of downward, a downward spiral. We're not competitive in the Premier League anymore. We're a, a cup team at best, and we've lost our DNA. We've lost our culture. And this is, to me, you know, there's meltdown, breakdown, rock bottom. I think we've hit rock bottom with these owners. And so we have to keep that machine going. But what I wanted to touch on and swing back to is as bad as the owners have been and as duplicitous and greedy, the Premier League, UEFA. All of them. All of them. And Dave, I wanted to get your take on this, but I'm going to play a video that Super Kev sent for the three of us as well. So I'm going to play this first and then we can have a chat because some people think that this was all to do with getting more power in the Champions League and TV rights, etc. So let's just hear what Kev says about this and, and then we can go from there. Hi, Solf. Hi, PG. Hi, Hills. How are you doing? Um, just a quick question. Hi to all the squaddies and everybody listening. Uh, what... What are your thoughts on the fact that there's going to be reform in UEFA? Because, listen, everybody getting behind the, the, the push and Arsenal not going through with it and all the clubs backing out and all that kind of thing, great. But there is going to be reform in UEFA. And the reform is going to kind of do the, the things that were supposed, what were going to be happening with the, with the Super League type. So, what's your thoughts on that? Anyway, listen. Sorry I can't be there. I've got to work tonight. Look after yourselves and have a good show. All the best. Bye. Oh, I, I love, love those dulcet tones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bruv. Got to love Dave, Kevin, yeah. Yeah. Dave, what, what's your take? Why don't you talk us through this a little bit? Because the hypocrisy across the board, our good friend Mike at the Booner, uh, Booners, the Gooners podcast, <laughs> tweeted this the very night it was happening saying, wait, you know, dot, 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 ellipses, here comes all the hypocrisy. Talk us through what your take is on how they threaten players as well. Let's not forget they threatened 
players yeah. saying you can't play for your country. Take it away. Yeah, I mean, that would, it, take it away. Um, the, the players, like I said, without any knowledge or any knowing that this is coming, um, were put in a shit position straight away because, like we said, they're going to have to back their clubs. They want to still be footballers. But then to be told, you know, if you do um, go with this, your own, the, the people you play for now are going to judge you already and say you're not going to play in these leagues you're not going to be able to do this you're not going to go and play you know for your country no more um yeah it's just it's kind of shocking isn't it really but that's just the i think that's just the um the follow-on you know the, mm -hmm. the follow all, all, all of the follow-through from from what the directors have done i don't think you can question uefa on it they've had to say something because they've had to act um, and say that they're going to make changes if they, if this happens. Um, but like Kev said, moving forward, aren't they looking at making a few changes like this? Aren't they looking at possibly making the Champions League maybe a little bit bigger? I've heard well, more yeah. teams in it. I'll, I'll, um, be, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that real quick. It's going from 32 to 36 teams. Um, the biggest change uh, will be the transformation from the traditional group stage to single league stage um, games, including all participating teams. Um, every club will now be guaranteed a minimum of 10 league stage games against 10 different opponents, five home games, five away, rather than the previous six um, that they used to play. The top eight mm. sides in the league will qualify automatically for the knockout stage, while the teams finishing in ninth to 24th, 24th will compete in a two-legged playoff to secure their path to the last 16. This is going to take uh, effect in 2024. More games. They're trying to tell us that it's like one league and the you know everyone's been crying for knockout, but basically they've added more games is what they've yeah. done. Yeah, and they want to generate revenue, don't they? Mm -hmm. they that, that's that's all it's about. It's all about yeah. They and it, at the end of the day, who's who's going to pay for that? It's going to be the supporter. It's going to be ultimately the team because the team are going to have to perform more games. So you're not going to, you know, rotation's going to be, you know, what 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 cups do you prioritize? What competitions do you prioritize? The ones that are backing you because. You know, you're going to be in the, the UEFA competitions most seasons. So do you sort of back them and say, yeah, we'll go along with it? Or do you stand up? I, I think it's ridiculous. I don't think it's not as ridiculous as, as you know, 12 teams breaking away into into their own league. But, yeah, it's, it moves that way. I think before that happens, it needs to be questioned. Definitely. Definitely. Um, it's too much on the players. It's too much on the clubs, too much expectation. But it is just for all these, so they get more clips of, you know, star-studded matches. And that's not what football's about. We don't just pay to go and watch stars. Like I said, we pay to go and watch football and to get caught up in the passion of football, not to be involved in all this crap, um, this political crap. So, yes, the fans do need to come together on that as well, I think. And you know, say that they're not happy with it because it's just going to put a stretch on their teams, especially teams like ours who are struggling anyway. Um, you imagine in four years, if we're just still in this position and we've got to play more games with not mm -hmm. a great squad, it's going to be mm -hmm. crap. And also, Amanda, it's just making it again even more fundamentally important that you are in Europe, you're earning the European revenue. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, for us, it's an it's a it's another tricky situation because we have 
we may or may not be part of that in the near future. I mean, who knows with regards to Arsenal Football Club. But the point is, is that this is another situation to make more revenue, make more money. You know, you're adding more games. Someone, a couple of people talking about more injuries, you know, uh, it just becomes this vicious cycle of if we can't do this, we're going to do that. And it just seems as well. How do we know that they weren't all in on this together? We don't. They're all corrupt. <laughs> Honestly, in all order of them. Champions League thing through. Now, Honestly. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at no. all. But um, it just shows you that there's two different um, plays at work and the owners want the control. Um, UEFA wants the control. Uh, and you know, threatening players is not is not the way forward. Let's talk about the things that we may or may, may not be able to control, and that is where we go next as a fan base. There's a protest happening on Friday uh, ahead of the Everton game. Uh, we've loosely touched on that. Amanda, where are you right now as a fan? Like, what you're not interested? You and I both feel apathy towards the game on Friday. We care about the players. We care about uh, our team. But at the same time, I, I've, I can't, I can't get into it. I just can't. I just won't go there. And also, the other thing too is, I do think we need to talk about Abamyang and his behaviour on social media yesterday and today. So I want to start off with you and where you're at as a fan right now, and then we'll get Dave's perspective from a player and a fan. I think come Friday night, once the game starts, we'll all be. We'll all be back to supporting and it and it making a difference. I, I I don't see us sitting there going, "You're either going to watch it or you're not." And if you watch it, you're going to want your team to win. Absolutely, doesn't mean we're going to forget anything that's happened. I, I'm in I'm in sort of like I went into this 48 hour of shock of a bubble. Like my I actually believed my time at Arsenal was over. I actually believed it. I actually thought I will not be going to the Emirates again. Um, I'd said it from day one. I I am so proud of all the football club's fans. I really am because we're all on the same page. We're all fighting this together. Half of us can't stand our owners, probably all of them, actually, we're, apart from City, probably. Um, they all want them out. But Do we deserve punishment, Amanda? Should we be punished? Do you know what's hard? The owners deserve punishment. The team doesn't. Why should... But they run the team. They own the team. They it's do. like saying it's like it's saying BT tough. just did something terrible, right? The the whoever owns BT, right? That I mean, they're culpable. They are the owners. This but, is where where people get away with it. But why I, should Rob Holding, Thomas Party, and Bellerin, who have come out, I've just seen that, and and spoke and said. Bellerin's no. the only one that came out and spoke before the event. It's well, very easy to come out after the ruling. But he is the vice captain, and maybe that's what they decided. Okay, I don't know. We don't know. I would also like a very, very big up to Jordan Henderson. What a captain and what a man. And I have liked him for a very, very long time. But what he did yesterday by calling all the captains, calling his team and saying no, because all of them came out. They all took his stance on it. Now, where I am as a fan is I don't know if I'm totally honest. I'm in total shock. Never in my time of being there. 
I just remember back to when Dave was playing in the late 80s and obviously what happened to Anfield. Um, and then I've always said it, and I said it then, when Roman Abramovich walked into football, when Sky took over, when the Premier League formed, it's all changed. It just wasn't as bad as this. The problem with Abramovich, he brought the money in, he changed the playing field, it was never level, and from then on. I actually it, think, I, I, uh, even though they're mercenaries, David, and you know, at the time we thought it was going to be the death of football, but they never tried to get rid of the League Cup, the FA Cup, they never threatened players no, to not play in this and that. I want to ask you, do you think it would be fair if the other 14 teams in the Premier League pursued a punishment that was either implemented for this season or next season. What are your thoughts on that? A, a punishment based on what? No one, like I said, no one's done anything wrong. No. Really. You know, that is that is the problem. Well, they, they tried. There was a military coup. It was almost a football coup. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it kind of, but it didn't, it didn't cross no lines, did it? It's, it's business. So it's it's not... It's not affecting, it didn't affect anyone's income, livelihood. It wasn't, there was no deal done. It was just the statement put out by them. Um, like I said, just all really, really bad. They just didn't get away with it. They didn't get away with it. No, they didn't get away with it. But you can't get punished for just um, not getting away with something that you haven't quite gone all the way through with. Um, Not in football, anyway, not as far as business. You can't get done for um, just, just thinking about it you know conspiring um that I, I don't think if that's the route they're going to go down up people i don't think you'd get much change from it no. um and and that's that's the difficult thing because like i said before you're messing with people's dna football dna they don't know what it is maybe these guys just have been building up to this over the last few seasons you know making the clubs monop- monopolizing things more and more so that they can get more control to the day so the day comes and then they decide listen we've had a chat about it we'll just go out there and throw it out there shall we and then all of a sudden it don't work they apologize two days later and i think i do personally think what you will see is over the next few weeks most if not all of those um individuals at those top clubs walking away from things saying i don't need the shit that will be their excuse when really they're they're just you know walking away with that crap apology and, and just putting it down as it was part of their business. They ain't going to uh, take no less can, money out of the game than they put in it. I mean, can, a conspiracy to commit something is, it, yeah. I mean, they, they, they went behind the backs of 14 other owners of the Premier League who have responsibilities and accountability to their shareholders, to their um, employees. They went behind everybody's back and they got caught. But and I'm, if I'm, everyone so if I'm not your, sure about the business rules, I don't know how that works. Can you not just have a conversation? The stock, six the, the, the stock prices went sure. up. Yeah, the stock prices went up for Manchester United. They don't, they've plummeted today. I well, mean, then that's definitely a consideration, isn't it? Something, something yeah. like that, a, a route like that would be more feasible and more likely to actually push them away from, from their investments and for them to say, look, I'll cut my losses. I think, you know, yes, we've, you know, people have got the right to go and protest and to do what they need to do because, like you said, you're not you're not clients of the football club. You're not customers of the football club. You are investors in the football club um, fans, not only in money but time, energy, family. You know, mm. everything. Everything yeah. goes into it for a lot of people, and a, a lot of people put 
things, important things to, to decide to put football first, you know, and whether it's a, whether it's one of those top six clubs, whether it's one of the other 14 clubs or one of the other 90 mm. clubs or whatever in the league, people make sacrifices for football. Um, and that's why we've come together as fans and as people and it's not happened. Accountability-wise, let's see see what happens. Like I said, it might be enough to, to push them over the edge if conspiracy can be or conspiring to do something that's against the um, the welfare of other teams, basically, because that's what you'd be doing. You'd be affecting their welfare. Um, we, we'll see. But it's it's just bad business. It's just ultimately really crap business. And remember something else as well. The other clubs would benefit massively if we all got deducted points. So they're not as innocent, is it? They're not as innocent. They're jumping on that. I was just trying to think before, if I wasn't an Arsenal fan, I was just like a Leicester City fan, for instance, how I would feel. Yeah? I, I wouldn't blame the fans or anything. I would totally be like greedy owners. But I wouldn't sit there and want a points deduction because what have actually the teams done wrong? They've come out in support of us. So why should we be dot points? That's not fair. And as Dave said, Soph, it's a business thing. It's a business thing that they've decided not to go along with. They've done nothing illegal. But what they did not expect was us. They tried to change the business model of football and not tell anyone what they did was absolutely a disgrace, which is why it became a global phenomenon you, for two days. And now we just want to let them get away with their no, greed. absolutely not. They, did they, they want to change it for everyone else or did they just want to make their own new business model? And they, they wanted they it all for themselves. They didn't give a shit about anyone else. Exactly. And they went uh, above and beyond and outside of all of the regulations in terms of, you know, being fair, um, the the the... The Premier League teams are part of a a group. They belong to something as owners together. Yeah. Well, that, well, then that's certainly the the route I think needs to probably be pursued to to you know make them accountable at least because, like we've seen with the with the apologies, there's still no real accountability. No one's saying, Do you know what, I just made a right boo boo there, and I'm really sorry. You know, no one's really actually said that and and walked for it. We see we see politicians, don't we, just making a silly yeah. comment, yeah. a silly comment on a tube or a or or taking a drive in their car when they shouldn't, you know. And all of a sudden, a hundred and fifty grand a year career is down the pan, um, you know, which is a is a good career. Uh, we, we see them having to walk away from that, and you know, they with dignity they say, okay, yeah, I messed up there, I've got to go, and they walk. Um, I mean, yeah, they behaved like the mafia is what they did. They really did. And they thought they could get away with it and they haven't. Now, I'm not they're, saying they're we the should... Full, what is it? Al al alumni or something like that, do they call them? You know, al or the Illuminati? Alumni? Oh, the Illuminati. Whatever. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of yeah. the, the 20 people in the world that know everything about what's going to go on in our yeah. future. Well, there's probably 20 people in football like that. <laughs> and, you know, and they'll all be billionaires and they'll all have loads of... But they'll be the only ones that know what's going on. I think that we should be, I think that we should, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if, if we got punished, all six of us, by having 10 points deducted at the start of next season, that wouldn't be unfair. Because you know why? Like racism. Yes, no, no, yes, no. Just like racism, okay? Until, like only this year when players are walking off, you know, until you deduct points, until you hit 
teams and find them until you do stuff that is more than just oh, we're going to talk about it. Oh, we're going to have an armband on for our captain. Oh, we're going to do this and this. It's absolute bollocks. You've got to punish people in order for them. It's like when a player um, gets a red card, he's banned for five. That hurts the player when he's banned. Ask David. Like getting banned, it hurts you. But hold that, on a second. But the players right. are going to get hurt here and the they ain't done nothing. The players haven't done it. Right, look, Dave, I'm exactly that. I'm and what sorry. No, yeah. it's not fair that. on them. You can't you don't, do you that. Don't, if you go out and 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 if I'm if I if I take my dogs for a walk and another dog comes over and there's a dog fight, I'm going for the owner because he's the one who should be Absolutely. controlling that dog. Do you know what I mean? I ain't well, going for the dog. The dog's you, just doing what he's what he's out there to do. If my um, directors of my firm did something the, like this, it wasn't calculated by yeah. the dog. It's been calculated by these owners. Yes, but yeah, then yeah, and it's no. the owner that should pay. You can't punish the you can't punish. No, they should dog. all it, they, the team should be the team should be punished by the no. team. I mean the club and find the owner the should be fine. Find the club. Find the club. Find the find the business side of the club. So. Find, Find a dividend or whatever he gets, you know, say he ain't going to get a dividend. For yeah, they've got so Do much like money. That. Do you think they're going to be hurt by fining them £10 million? But so they don't give a, a shit. But they don't give a shit if they doctor's 50 points, the owners. It's not going to affect them at all one bit. No, no they still be pissed off. Believe me, yes, if you're will. a multimillionaire and you get a parking yes, ticket, it pisses you off that someone yeah, stuck I'm a ticket on your car. Position in the <laughs> so league counts. He'd be pissed off. No. He'd be pissed well, if off. he was pissed off, he'd be pissed off the last couple of years because our position's been terrible in the league. He doesn't care about what goes on on the field. If he did, he'd invest his money and buy the players we need. Yeah, I'm saying he'd be pissed off about losing 10 million quid, not, not yes. about what goes no, on. No, you, on the Dave. Field. I'm talking to Sophie. Sorry, darling. I, I agree with you. Um, you it, that. Rich people don't like paying a parking ticket. Exactly what Dave said is true. But but if he docks us 10 points and we start off in that season like that, how's that fair on our players who have done nothing wrong? This is not a player. This is not Mikel Arteta. This is not any of them. This is not the staff at Arsenal. doesn't matter. The it custodians matter. of the club let everybody down and they should be punished for it. And but until... you're going to punish all the wrong people. Excuse me. That's the problem. You're not going to punish the directors. They couldn't care less. They're still going to pick up their wage. I do, I've got to say, I'm not going to totally 100% disagree with the theory that what Sophie's talking about is that, you know, one for all, all for one. You know, if you if you go into something with someone, so what? If if I if I play really well on a Saturday and all the rest play crap, we still lose. You know, and mm -hmm. I lost with them. I've got to take that. So if you stretch that to staff, management, owners, then if someone makes a shit decision and it affects the club, it affects the club. The club have to take it on the chin. The players are part of that. Um, so there is that side to it. But I think that's totally unfair. You deduct 10 points from Cronke. You you really think he cares from Arsenal? Cronke's going to care. It, it, it doesn't even know no. what 10... He wouldn't even know what it all means anyway. He, ain't got toss what, he hasn't got a clue what's going on with our club. Yeah, I think it'd be, there'd be no Punishing the wrong people. Punish yeah. the owners. Give them a fine. Tell them whatever it is, they're going to be find whatever. You do not take points off us or any of the clubs, I'm afraid. The only fans I think that will let this go are the City fans. They love their owner. Who cares? What's that got to do with anything? Because, because they were what shitty I'm, as well. 
Yeah, no, no. I'm I wanted to make that point before, but we went on something else. And the point I'm, I'm making is this won't be forgotten by the other five clubs. It is it is imperative we keep on this. He has to go. Cronkay has to go. But and it won't be forgotten point by the other 14 clubs either. Sorry? You know, there's, 40, there's 14, yeah, there's 14, other, 14 clubs other clubs that won't forget it. Um, oh, which don't is forget what it. we need to get over. That's, that's what we need to get time. over because we need the Premier League back properly with fans being supported. And if the fans in those initial few games are going to have to have a big voice to, to express their feelings on these matters, then brilliant. That's what we need at the this, start of the season. This comment by Stefan Paul. Small clubs have been deducted points for debt, for having debt and mismanaging a business. What these guys tried to do was rob everyone blind without telling anyone. Hold on a second. What we did is so much worse. No. And you know what? The arrogance of these clubs, knowing that they're going to get away with it and they'll probably have to pay a fine, just shows you that this will happen again and again and again. And like I said, unless you come down hard on people for inequality, for racism, for bigot, anything, it will continue to happen. And I right. don't want my club to be deducted 10 points. But if we were, serves us right. Right. But the point is they got into debt. That is a fact. They got deducted for that. We went along with a business decision and we didn't even go along with it in the end. So, so oh, it's not a PG, fact. PG, please don't no. do that. Oh, but it's please. Not. It's not, though. We haven't actually done anything wrong. To get into debt when you're a football club is something wrong. And they know that. It's in the manual. It's in the handbook. You get deducted points. I'm sorry. Rangers, I'm not... Great point as well. Great Rangers. Totally. They, were, they, were, they went down two leagues because of what they did finances and stuff like that. But we haven't actually done anything illegal. The fact that you're actually apologising for the club right now because it's we came out. Who's apologising? Well, I mean, to say that we went along with it and then we pulled out. No, we're But that pariahs. is factual. That is factual. I'm not saying it, there's nothing behind it. We went along with it, then we pulled out. So oh, man. I, all I'm saying is you're going to deduct points from a team that yes. Conte couldn't care less about. No. What do you oh, mean? It's, it's who cares? Well, whether he cares about it or not is irrelevant. The action he's happened. the one we should be punishing, not the team. What have they I've done? Wrong? Say, I'm, loving, I'm loving this, girls. This is great. This <laughs> is like I could sit here and listen forever. Um, <laughs> well, look, I've, got, I've got to jump in a little bit. Uh, yeah, go on. And you know, there is you both got really good points, right? And but what we have got to agree on is the fact that they're only going to get any punishment if it can be proven and something. A, a law has been broken and, and where that law has been broken. If it's a yeah. financial irregularity, which it isn't, they haven't committed no financial crimes yet. Um, they have conspired and talked about it. So from that point of view, like we said, yeah, they can be pursued. Um, when you talk about other clubs losing points for, you know, um, financial irregularities, you know, fielding different players and, you know, un unregistered players blah 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 and going over the wage spend or whatever then that those things have actually happened so those mm -hmm. deductions are legitimate now if it's deemed that we lose 10 points at the start of next season for that and all those six clubs did because of financial irregularities then so be it we we yeah. you know we take it on the chin however like amanda said that does not affect Cronkay 
or any of the other. And he's directors. the one that should be punished. The, the points the are not. Uh, the points are not a problem for him because as long as we stay in that league, and even if we go out of that league, he'll just sell it and move on. Um, it won't affect him. But maybe the personal, trying to hit him personally in business or these people for their actions, stopping them from doing business elsewhere, maybe banning them for a little while. I don't know. It depends on the degree of the crime. If there is any at all, um, then that would be a more... Um, a better route and it would be more painful for them because losing points don't don't affect directors they're not worried about that side of the game they don't worry it will only affect the players and the, the fans clubs, the fans and it ultimately it'll affect right. the league you know the yeah. way the league pans out and and the way teams play and perform uh, and it you know it won't be right. a true reflection yeah, we could talk about this all night long, <laughs> as Lionel once sang. You know what I'm but saying? But I will say, if we have broken any rules, then yes, we should. We be have. We well, then if we have, then well, then we'll see, won't we? We will see because we'll. no, they're not going to leave this alone. No, I don't think no, people not. are going to leave this alone. It's it's ongoing now, isn't it? The government have got involved, and you know, someone's going to be making money out of this. There'll be lawyers everywhere. So someone will be pursuing it, you know, this, it, it, it will go further, but we've just got to think about what we need as, as a football club and we need to get back on it, on the pitch. We need to get some of our players back together. Oba, our captain, you know, we was going to have a little chat about him. We, can can you just give us a word out. on him too? Because I, I love MK too. Just ban Glazers, Henry and all these other owners from owning a sports team in England. Yeah. Just do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Dave, um, what's your take on Aubameyang um, before we go? I, I really would love your your um, take as a player, if he was captain, being in the dressing room with him. Can you, can you talk us through him a little bit? We know he's had some issues this season. What's your take? Yeah, I think I think it's, it's obviously the issues with his mum not being well and this malaria thing, you know, that, that we seem to think some people don't think 100% what it is. <laughs> Until you know, you can't really make comments like that. But just on his um, body language, his persona, his performance, I've seen a massive, yeah, a massive downturn in his his output and and his energy um, for playing for the club. Um, it's apparent on the pitch. He's you know when he's out on the left, he's non-existent. When he's down the middle, he's only existent if he's being brought into the game by other people. He's not really looking to get himself involved too much. It's a bit of a worry after another player signing a big contract and then going flat um we've had it before so you know we it's, it's it's a financial tie for the club that would suggest not great management or you know whatever why people would be questioning um but i, I don't know with him I, i'm not sure i don't know whether he's happy with the actual team um or whether he whether he just wants to change whether he's just not so settled as as he was but there's certainly something going on in his game um, and he, he can't find a place in that side uh, performance wise and um, what he's what he's given so far this season. There's there's four or five players easy in front of him for me. Yeah, agreed. Uh, PG, 30 seconds or a minute on it, like Aubameyang's tweet, and then he's off Instagram, he's yeah, off Twitter. I didn't Twitter. see his tweet, sorry. I, I did hear a secondary <laughs> comment about it, but it was a little bit it was a little bit flippant, wasn't it, to it say was, the least? It was a bit it weird, was a, wasn't it, It was Amanda? really weird because he, <laughs> he used the word about, he went, ain't gonna, and I mean, how would he know the word ain't? He's not 
a London boy. It's so weird. I was reading the tweet and then it was taken off. Okay, someone sent it to me. It was really strange. It was like he was having a Paul Gascoigne moment. And then today he's come back on and he's a he's apologised for his behaviour. He said he was too emotional and that was that. I don't know what's going on. I, 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 I really, I don't understand it. Maybe he had a fever. His malaria kicked back in and he just... Maybe he was a bit, <laughs> a bit delusional or something. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. But I'm upset because, you know, I wanted my captain to come out, not the vice captain, but I did ask where he was last night and then found out that he was off Twitter, then he went back on and I really didn't understand um, about COVID. I, I didn't really understand it all. But... Um, Look, yeah, I mean, it's just a horrible. We're in. We're all in a horrible position at the moment, as as, as Arsenal fans, Tottenham fans, City fans, all of us. We're just in a horrible position because it's like we're hated now by the rest of the clubs. And again, like the mm. team, us fans have done nothing wrong. If anything, we've done everything right. We've all gone against it. And and as you saw, Chelsea fans last night. You know, football is nothing without fans. Yeah, nothing at all. And they're going to learn that. And that's what they did. So we'll yeah, say. I mean, it was just interesting that he, I don't care what he tweeted so much as like, why go off Twitter and then come back on? And it's just been a bit erratic. And I just think that let's just take away the captaincy from him to ease him of that pressure and let him play football. You know? Yeah, I don't think it's, his head's not in the right place at nah, the moment. That's, nah. that's apparent. And, and we need, yeah. you need to get that that right, that balance right. So just, just sort it out. It ain't like we're missing him in the team. <laughs> you know, because everyone's just as bad as each other up there. No, and in fairness, some of the last few games have been a, a quite a bit better, especially with um, Smith Rowe, Saka yeah. and Martinelli playing. Now, at least that's given us a bit of excitement. Um, and hopefully then when we play in Europa against Unai, they will well, play. Let's get you back for one of the Europa post-game shows. And you can, I mean, I know you, you might have to conserve on beers and stuff like that, but we'll get you back maybe if we get to, <laughs> so we can actually well, talk proper football, you know I, what do I mean? The, I work the games, all the Europa games, because um, they've kept the same commentary team. So, um, yeah, no beers That's on you commentary out there. nights. That's yeah. you out there. I mean, we've forgotten all the things that did happen on Sunday. Like, we're all upset about Laka. The fact that... Um, Enketier got a go in the last seconds. The fact mm. that VAR ruled him off, ruled us offside for a toe. So many things happening. It's all just been forgotten, hasn't it? And mm. unfortunately, it's been forgotten for the wrong reasons. The right reasons are Friday night on that pitch, we all support Arsenal. Mm. Well, it, it won't be forgotten, though. I guarantee uh, no, that it's it not, won't be it's forgotten. Be for forgotten. 90 no, minutes, yeah. we need to forget it and we need to support our team. Yeah. All of us do. Listen, uh, like Carl says and everyone, um, we don't ask for a tip at the club. We just ask that on your way out, you hit that like button if you hate Tottenham and if you don't like Stan Kroenke, or should I say hate Stan Kroenke? We've got a new one now, Amanda. We've we got, got so one. many. If you hate we've got, Simply, we've got a new one. if you hate Kroenke. I, uh, just... Yeah, lots of love coming in for uh, Dave as well. Yeah. And look, just a reminder of who we once were and that we're not yeah. a bad club because of our history and where we come from. So here's something to cheer you up tonight. It's up to you. I'm not asking you to buy any merchandise, but here's what we do. We have our sponsor football prizes, and I am going to share with you that this week's signed montage is by Mr. Lee Dixon, Tony Adams, Steve Bold, and Nigel Winterburn. Winter Dave could tell us a few things about these four fellas. That's well worth the ticket price, four ninety five. That'll be in my book. Yeah. When I'm about ninety and, and they, you know, they can't come and kill me. <laughs> I can't wait to read your book. 
<laughs> yeah, so go over to Football Prizes. These are legends. This is the club that, you know, we loved and um, the club that has given us so much history and beauty. And these players keep, def- keep you know, keep just staying in our hearts because how special they were. And, Dave, you can, even, you can go buy a ticket, but something tells me if you wanted to get them to sign something for you, you could just pick up the mm-hmm. phone and do that. <laughs> I think I do. I, I normally take a picture every time I know I'm going to work with someone. Like I've got a few of me and Nigel. I've got signed nice. Yeah, I've got, I've got lots of them lying around. Yeah, no, good guys, good guys. And like you said, that's, unfortunately, um, we don't have many as many characters in the game now as, as we did back then. Um, but that's, that's the nature of the business. And like we said, this whole show has been about business, hasn't it? So football yeah. changes. Let's embrace it, but let's not stand by and get shit on. Perfect. Absolutely. Um, Okay. Make sure you hit that like button on the way out. Thanks to David Hillier for joining us. Uh, You can follow him at Dave Hillier with three R's on the end. Right, Dave? Two Two? Two R's. Two R's. You promoted me. I've got three R's now. (laughs) I actually tweeted you today and got the right name for a change. I was quite impressed. (laughs) And then um, we'll have you back towards the end of the season where we could talk about football. How about that? And we're not talking about business and all this. Absolutely. Yeah, I've I've got – hopefully I know a bit more about football than I do about business um, (laughs) because, yeah. Brilliant stuff. Above me that, yeah. All right, PG, let the troops know. Um, I will be back tomorrow night with a fan roundtable where we talk about, you know, stuff um got a liverpool fan a tottenham fan a manchester city fan um we have a well we have fan a fan from all of the top six uh, top six the the six military football coup attempted clubs <laughs> in the premier league so you won't want to miss that eight o'clock tomorrow night some really great folks coming on just to talk about football and what it's like to be a fan in the modern day game uh, these days pg Right. Thank you, Mr. Hillier. Always a pleasure. And our squaddies love you. So thank you so much again, becoming part of the furniture, which we love. Um, Thanks, Soph. It's been a hell of a 48 hours. I had a day off today. I I can't wait to go back to work to stop talking about this. But thank you all for joining us. I cannot believe that you have not hit the like button. If you don't like Tottenham and if you don't like Cronkay, what are you waiting for? So thank you, everyone. It has been a tough couple of days for us, us football fans. But power to the people, that's for sure. We managed to get it overturned. So stay well, stay safe. Always Arsenal and never the Super League. Never.